Welcome back to Extra Shot of Leadership. Kimberly, what are you doing over there? Hey, Pepper. Oh, look at that. You got some, you got a little bit of sassiness over there. Johnny Carson in me today. That's all right. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a great weekend and I am just, I'm loving life. And I feel like even though it's hot outside, I feel a little hint of oh, man. fall coming. Like I it's don't. getting darker sooner. Ugh. Have you noticed it's getting darker it's sooner? It's getting, a, I mean, maybe by like five minutes. Yeah. Sure. But then the other day, I was like, there's <laughs> hope. There's hope because I was at the CVS. That's, you know, where you go get your, your vitamins and your medications and stuff. And you know what I saw on the shelf? What'd you see? Pumpkin spice lattes. No, oh. candy corns. Oh. <laughs> Candy corns. I was like, yes, that means it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. It is yeah. coming. Every day it gets a little bit closer and closer. But for me, it still seems very far away. It's just <laughs> a little too dang hot for me. All right. So look, I want to talk a little bit about some data that I saw the other day. I was on LinkedIn. I was kind of scrolling along. I like my LinkedIn stuff. All right. Let's have it. This is from McKinsey and Company, and they did some data, or they did some research rather, not data. They published some data. And this data is all about why people are quitting their jobs. Because mm. people are quitting. That's all what right. I keep hearing. That's what I'm I'm, I'm hearing it. Keeping my ear to the ground. Mm. I'm like, whoo, some people are leaving. It says most common reasons given for quitting previous jobs. This is from April 2021 through April 2022. 13,000 employees in a number of countries. Number one reason. Do you know what it is, Kim? Let's hear it. Number one reason people are leaving their jobs. (laughs) I don't know. I can take a guess. I mean, the one thing I've always heard, the number one reason, the number one reason people leave jobs or one of the top ones is bad bosses. Bad boss. You're right. You're right. But that is not this number one. Oh, all right. Number one reason is people are leaving for, I I just want to, what is it? You want me to hit? Lack of career development slash advancement. Lack of career development. I was a little surprised to see this as number one. I would be surprised. I mean, it is important and I can see it being up there, but I'm shocked that it is number one. Now, moving down, inadequate compensation. I was going to say, where's the money? Because I know the money's in there somewhere. Number two. And so lack of career development, 41% of people were reporting that. Inadequate compensation, 36%. I love number three. Number three, I don't love it, but I found number three to be really interesting. Uncaring slash uninspiring leaders at 34%. People want a little bit more from their leaders. They want to be inspired. Then you've got a number of other things, lack of meaningful work, unsustainable work expectations. But that we're not talking about two, three, four, five, and six. We're going to talk about number one today. Okay. And I want to know, when you think of lack of career development slash advancement, you like that slash, (laughs) lack of career (laughs) development, lack of advancement, why are people leaving because of this? What What is it? What's going on? You think we're not developing people? You think, you know, and I, not, I'm not saying you and I, right? But yeah. there's a lot of people who are leaving. Yeah. What do you think is the, the biggest issue going on? Well, I think obviously, yeah, we're not developing them. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of smart people out there. And they want to be, they want to use their brain. They actually want to contribute. They want to you know, go give someplace where there's something else, like there's some value in it. There's some impact that they're making. They want to do good things. And I think if you're, if they're not able to do that, they get bored Mm. and they start looking around on LinkedIn, 
<laughs> and they are. They're going to get bored. I mean, I've, I've been there and you just like, why? what am I doing? And like, They're not happy. They're not going to feel fulfilled if they're not living up to their full potential. And they know that they have more, more potential, but the company is just not valuing it, not, not helping them with it, that type of thing. Man, so there's a, an issue of them feeling held back, I guess. Yeah. Right? They're not being challenged, pushed, moved into a direction. Now, you know, we could always look at that data a little bit deeper and say, okay, so is it that they didn't get the promotion that they wanted? Or is there something people are looking for on the day-to-day when it comes to career development? Before we move on to that, I want to ask you a question. What are we missing? What are leaders fundamentally not doing if 41% of this population, right, 41% of these people are saying, I'm leaving my job in the last year because I'm not getting career developed. What are leaders missing? What are we not doing? I I can't say that it's just one thing. I think there's probably a combination of things. Here's some things that I think it could be. One, you don't know your people. You don't have relationships Mm -hmm. and you don't know your people. You don't know what they're interested in, what they want to do, what they're capable of doing. And so I think that's one. I think two, the leader doesn't have, even if they do know it, there's no plan. There's no plan. Well, to, I was, I was going to write that down. That's, that's I'm so sorry, good. I stole it. Like, you there's did. no plan. You don't have a plan, and you're not helping them develop a plan. Mm. And then, third, I think that, you know, with the way the economy is, with the way the world is, that many, many, many companies run lean. So many, many supervisors are forced to focus on the business, like yeah. business, 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 money, 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 go, go, go. Well, in the short term, right? They're, they're yes. focused on what's going to happen this week, this month, maybe not necessarily Today. two years. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so there's no focus. There's no focus. There's no conversation going on for growth and development. Woo! Man, I had to write all that down. So I, you know, I got to think, okay, so do I know my people? I, I really start to think about all of mm-hmm. this and what am I doing? And am I... Am I appropriately developing, having these conversations, providing advancement, all of the things that that I think people in general want? So here's my question. I don't know how this study defined advancement, but tell me a little bit about your thoughts of, of advancement because I can't promote everybody all the time, right? I yeah. mean, are there realistic expectations for promotions? Or, I'm not going to get into that. But what I do want to hear from your perspective is, how can I think about advancement? Is there another way of thinking about advancement without thinking about promotion? And this group could have just wanted the next job. I don't know. I'm not here to talk about that. How do you think about it? Well, I I can just tell you how I do it, right? I don't think about advancement as up like another promotion, another title. I think of advancement as growth and helping expand their knowledge. And knowing what they want to do and where they want to go is... If that's if you know that, then you should also know as the leader, what do those skills look like that that person needs? What do they need to be able to be able to go do that? And how can I get them that growth and development from right here? And so for me, the advancement sometimes is just in what they're working on, where they're working, who they're working with, the meetings that they're attending. It's not, it's just that they... For me, I think they just don't want to stay in the cube and crank out the widgets, right? They just want more. And there was a time when I was in, you know, early on in my career in an organization, I am the widget maker, no doubt. I am the widget maker. Uh, But even there, 
I think there were opportunities where they could have said, you know, why don't you go talk to that area over there and see how our area impacts their area? That never, that conversation never came, but I was able to do that. And it just happened by chance. Like one night I was delivering something down to this other area and I just had some extra time, right? And so we just sat down and we started chatting. And that other person helped me understand how we were connected. They're mm. downstream from me mm. and things that I were doing was affecting them. Yeah. But wouldn't it have been great if my supervisor would have said, hey, it's going to look like it's going to be a quiet night. Why don't you go on down there and chat with so-and-so and understand how we connect with them and how we work together? I mean, how simple would that have been? Simple. Simple. Things like that, that I think weren't going on at that that level that could have really, really helped me grow and understand more and, and make me feel even more valued, more uh, just aware, more knowledge. Well, connected, right? Connected, yeah. I think that is such a great story. It's a great comment. And I wish more and more leaders would really consider their impact in this space. It's simple. There are simple things that people can do, leaders can do, and help broadening people's knowledge, their experiences, the widgets, right? Am I making square widgets or round widgets? Why can't I make round? What will round look like? Can I get there in two years to start making round or can they be red and blue? There's a lot of opportunity that we leave on the table, right? We we really do, I think, as leaders, we get into the daily grind and we we forget. We forget that there's this person sitting in front of us who maybe in five years is wanting to take on our role. Nothing wrong with that. We should be helping building those skills in order to get to those next steps or those next levels. But there's this, it's not just about promotion. There's this time frame here where, you know what? It's about the type of project, the visibility of the project, the scope of the project, the, you know, who else is on the project? Is it a large team? Is it a small team? And we can be providing, I think, when I look at that data, it's like, gosh, we could be doing more to have those conversations with our employees to say, you add value. I want to expand that. I want to grow that. And this is what I see. What do you see? Right? What do you want? Is there something that I'm missing here? So, all right. You don't know your people. So what are you thinking? I need to have a plan. When you say I need to have a plan, do I have to have it written down? What does that look like? Do you actually have a plan written down for all of your team? I think my team has a plan written down. I yeah. think it's it's ideal when it's written down. Does it have to be written down? If you've been with your team for a long time and everybody's been doing this for a long time and everybody knows what to do and everybody knows we're in a growth zone and we continuously improve, nah, it doesn't have to be written down. But I do think getting it written down helps you come back to it in six months, come back mm. to it in four months, right? Come back to this, like, what did everybody say they were working on? You know, when it is written down, then you have something to come back to a little bit easier, I tend to agree with that. I feel like if it's not written down, and I would I would probably push a little bit more, even for the ones that have been around a long time and you've been working together for a long time. I know for me, I forget. Uh, it, it's not that, you know, I want to forget, but there's just a lot going on and I can't look at them and go, six months ago, you said you were really working on X, Y, and Z in order to get to <laughs> this next place. I can't remember all of that. Notes. I think notes are so important And, you know, is that the leader making the note? Is it the employee making the note? It doesn't matter. Somewhere, somebody has got to be keeping track of 
what are we building? What are we trying to accomplish as we move forward over the next couple of years? Yeah. And I th- I think it also makes it nice when it is written down, you know, because you can kind of say, well, the, ri- the writing down is the accountability piece. Yeah, it is. But it's also when you're coming back and there is an opportunity to promote somebody. I mean, you've just got years of or, you know, whatever of some type of documentation of here's the thing they worked on three years ago. They did that two years ago, this, last year, that. And you've got some type of documentation where you can justify promotions or more money yeah. or moves or things like that. Yeah, I completely, completely see that. The the one piece I'm sitting here kind of like thinking about as you're talking is this, you know, you're sitting there in your office, here comes your employee, and you're thinking they're going to talk to you about the next thing, you know, next meeting that's coming up or the next project that they're working on. And all of a sudden, you can tell they want to have a real conversation. <laughs> and you're sitting there and you're like, do I have to do this now? Yes. Yes, you need to do it now. You need to have the, the that conversation when the employee is looking at you and asking, hey, what do you see for me? Sometimes employees ask you that very, very directly. What do you see for me in the next year or in the next two years or in the next three years? I think as leaders, we have got to have that answer. And it can be a little challenging to have that conversation. Number one, we may not be ready. And when I think ready, it's not a good time, right? We're Our brain is somewhere else. We're not necessarily in that zone of let's have a long-term career conversation. So yes, you may not be ready. It might not be a good time. Please don't let it ever be because you haven't thought about it. Mm. I think as leaders, it is our job to be thinking and looking at people across our team and where they're going to be at least where we see them going in the next two, three, four, five years down the road. Now, we can have our own perspective, but so much better if you have that conversation with them to say, here's what I see. Here's where your strengths are. Here's where, man, I can see you running X, Y, and Z, or I can see you leading this. You have to hear what they want to do, right? They might not see that for themselves. They might not like that, and they want to do something different. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... As a leader, you have to train your brain. Let's just say, you know, your company is hard-driven and it's all about productivity. You have to train your brain to think like that. If you have to put it on your calendar to think like that, but you have got to have some type of plan in mind. Like for my people, I know when it comes in, this is what it kind of looks like in your first couple of years, your next couple Mm -hmm. of years, your third years. And if you, man, if you can map all that out on paper, kudos for you. That I think that will help keep you out of the ditch because it's helps something you can communicate to your people. Here's what it looks like and here's where you're going next. And if you're going if this is something you'd want to do, these are the skills you need to have. And once you get the skills that we're you're working on right now for this job and those are all tightened down. That is so important. Tighten down this, right? Focus here. Yes. You're right on the money. Don't look at the greener pastures. That's right. Look right here in this one. And let's get these. But when you can see they're getting a little restless and they have those down, okay, let's start looking across the fence and what is what does the next thing look like? But I'm going to, listen, I'm going to get on my soapbox here. I'm hearing it. I, I can I'm, already hear the I'm like behind the, the podium. You Turn are. Up the you, microphone. I'm ready. You are. <laughs> because, I hear the passion in your voice. It's cracking me up. Because I think Think about first-line supervisors, right? It's typically their first leadership role. Mm. So I am going to put some heat on that next-level supervisor Mm. because to me, that is their role. As that next-level supervisor, mid-level manager, 
they need to know what is happening with the next level down. Right? So we got Not three super, layers. Three layers, right? There's the boss, yeah. the middle manager, and, and then, then the, uh, the uh, team members. Yeah, staff. team member staff, okay. right? That mid-level manager had better know something about that staff, right? Yep. Had better be checking in. He'd better be at he, she, whoever. Yep. I'm with you. Better be asking that supervisor, hey, what are we doing to develop our people? What is so-and-so interested in? And those questions and those answers ought to be coming, maybe should be an easy conversation like the supervisor knows. Yep. And then there's a little trust but verify going on, right? Mm-hmm. I would be spending, as the mid-level manager, spending time having some conversations with the staff, with the team members to see what's important to them. I ask a few questions, right? We just have some normal conversation. See if they're happy in their role. See if they feel like they're being developed. See if they want to go somewhere else. All of that. That mid-level manager, that's their role. And if that that next-level supervisor isn't seeing it, isn't good at it, then that's your role to coach them, to help them focus on it. All right. I got to get real clear on this one. Mm-hmm. You got me a little confused when you were on this soapbox. Okay. Ultimately, whatever levels of leadership are going on, there might be two levels, three levels. You're saying two levels up. Two levels up. Needs to be involved. Yes. And two levels down. I agree. Yes, I think so. Would you agree or you disagree? I completely agree with you. You know me. I'm I'm all over that. I, I think that is right. I think there's a couple of things that are going on. Number one, I think that next level supervisor, the big boss, whatever we want to call them, is holding the middle level manager accountable yes. to having those conversations. I, I see too often where there are assumptions. There are assumptions made that these things are going on and they're not. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, that, you know, next level supervisor, the big boss, if they're not asking, that mid-level manager is not doing it. Because nobody's asking. It's yes. this whole piece of, I'm going to do what I'm asked. If I'm being asked, I'm going to engage. I'm going to have those conversations. But you know what? Nobody's asked me in six months, nine months, 12 months. This must not be something that I need to be doing because nobody's asked me about the staff. Nobody's asked me what I'm doing, what the plan is, how things are going. There's really no interest here. So I think when you're thinking about those three levels, that tippy top level needs to be thinking two levels down. I cannot just be thinking about their level, right? So if I think about my organization, I can't just think about my direct reports. I'm looking deep into my organization thinking about, yeah, what is the future for this team and who will be leading in the next five years? What will that look like? And are those people ready to take on those roles in five years? And and what is my role to help support that? Yeah. I, I mean, I it's like it starts at the top type thing, right? It has to be important at the top for it to be important to the next layer, to be important to the next layer, to hold the next layer accountable so that the next layer is doing it. It's just, that's the way it works. And unfortunately, I think that is one of the root causes. If we go back to root cause analysis, there's a root cause there that it's it's just not being discussed at the third, second, first level, all of those levels are just not having the conversation. And it's not that, you know, we're not talking about details, right? They don't need to know every single staff person and every single Yeah, because you may have an organization of 200 people. You can't possibly know that. That's right. But you're having the conversation so that you understand or you know that they It's taking place. Yes. Yeah, that they know that it's, number, you know, I mean, again, I go back to they're modeling it, right? Because I should be thinking about my staff's development 
and their long-term, wherever they're going, their advancement, all of that. And I should be having those conversations. They should be having that with the next level down based on what I do and how I do it as a manager, right? Just in general, I'm modeling a certain behavior and expecting that. On top of that, I'm going to ask, how did your conversations go with your staff? What did they sound like? Who's engaged? Who's not engaged? Who's working on their advancement? Who's not working? How are you developing? I'm going to ask all of those questions and I'm going to get some answers. And pretty quick, I'm going to know whether or not those conversations are taking place. You can tell. You can tell if the conversations are thorough, if they're in-depth, and if people really feel like they're being cared for and thought of for their career development. Yes. Man. Completely. I mean, did we just There like, was the soapbox. There I was. mean, could you tell? I was like, <laughs> I'm ready to talk I'm about this. I don't know, because I've just seen a lot of it here lately, and I just, I just, man, there's a, there's a fix, right? But everybody's going to have to be doing their thing, their role, right? Everybody's got to take a part of it. Yep. I completely agree. This is not just on one level, but this is, you know, when I think about this data that we're looking Mm -hmm. at, everyone has a role and you really can't say, oh, it's their their fault. Because, you know, the data is not saying, are these staff level leaving, right? Mm -hmm. These are probably levels all all throughout an organization. Yeah. And what I would say is, but let's just say, but, 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 but Kim, I don't have a leader that asked me any of those questions and I don't have a leader in front of me that is modeling that behavior. And nobody's asking me, right? And nobody's asking me. Well, it's okay. It can start with you. It can start with you. There was just, I, you know, I go back to that same job role that I was in when, you know, I went to kind of learn from someone else, you know, to get some development. But there was also someone that was on my team uh, or on a team that was close to me. We worked very closely together. And I knew that his aspirations were to be a supervisor. Mm. I knew that as a team member. But never was there any any action on a, the supervisor to say, hey, do you want to come to this meeting with me? Mm. Or, hey, I know you're interested in X, Y, Z. Why don't we go do whatever? Or, you know what? I can maybe get you some special assignment over here on the, with this planner and you can kind of follow them around and you can, you know, understand what they do. Because there were th- other things that he was interested in. He's a smart, smart guy. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, man, what a shame. Well, it, to me, every day is an opportunity to learn. And, you know... I just, I'm in a learning function. So I love this stuff, right? I love it. I live it. I breathe it. It's like what makes me wake up in the morning. But I do see opportunity every day for leaders to say, here's why you're doing that. Here's why that's important. Here's why it's a building block for you to get to this next level. And and I'm not saying next level promotion. I'm saying Here's how you're just continuing kind of building these blocks and you're you're making your way to wherever it is that we've talked about you wanting to go. That can happen every day. But I get it. People are busy, right? There's a lot. You know, when we looked at that data, I think the third thing down was like the expectations are too great. And so I left this job. So I get it. People are busy. We're, I feel like, I don't know about you, but my life feels like it's busier now than it was ever been. <laughs> And so we're running, right? We're, we're just, we've got a lot on our plate between our, our families and then our work lives and everything in between. You get busy. We, it, this is not a long conversation. This is a very quick, what did you learn? Why do you think I had you do that? You know, what is your big takeaway? One question. Yeah. We're not even talking, not even a five-minute conversation that could happen every day. 
every day on one thing that an employee is doing and, and making the connection back to here's why this is important or here's how it's tied back to our conversation that we had six months ago about where you're wanting to go for the future. Yeah, I love that. And I'm going to give you one other clue, just a supervisor, one other clue of here's an opportunity. Don't let this one go by because this was another big learning moment for me. And it's just when your employee is asking a question with a why in front of it, mm. don't brush that off. Right. There was, a, there was a time in my career when I asked, you know, like, why do we have to do this at this time of the year? Mm. It's the freaking hot out there, and now you're going to have us go do this kind of work? Why? And that supervisor turns around and walks away, right? Walks away from that conversation. But there is a why. Yeah. There's a reason why. There's a business to reason why we do that. And so if we would stop as leaders when our people are asking, well, why does so-and-so do this or why? Get them to think through. Why could that possibly be? And it's just, a, it's a learning opportunity. It's a learning moment. Don't let it go by. And I think too often, that is such a good point, right? Too often we walk away and it's like, just focus on the widget. Yeah. That's all I need you to do. Focus on that widget. Keep going on that widget. There's only so long people want to focus on the widget. Yeah. And you have got that widget perfect. <laughs> yes. The widget is awesome. And you're losing that you know you started out with the the this conversation at the very beginning about how much people want to contribute and how much how smart they are and just all of these things and uh, that's what i think about we're leaving the talent on the table without pushing and challenging and growing and i don't think when when i read this data to me this is not people who are saying you know what i didn't get promoted this is people saying Nobody ever talked to me about where I wanted to be in two years or in four years. And nobody had a conversation with me to say, here's how we're helping you achieve that two-year goal or that four-year goal. Yes. That's the unfortunate thing is just saying to people, where do you see yourself? Where do you thrive? What makes you happy? What do you want to contribute? There's so many ways to have this conversation. And you know what? Things change. That's going to change in six months. Maybe they go to a meeting and all of a sudden they go, heck, I don't want to do that. I got no interest in doing that. You know what? Let me look at something else. But it's ongoing. I mean, you know, the one thing that I think about with many of the conversations we've been having lately over the last couple of weeks is it's about the relationship with the employee and how we're communicating, how we're connecting, how we're talking and what we're focused on. Are we focused on the work or are we focused on the other person sitting on the other side of the table? Yeah. And I think what if if supervisors could just learn that there's the work that gets done, but you cannot get the work done without the people. (laughs) And so developing the people, right, is going to help the work get done better, more efficient. Everybody's going to understand. So that's where, like, spend your time in the growth and development of your people, and that work thing will line out. All right, leaders, we hope you've enjoyed this conversation. Take a look at the data. There's lots of data that's coming out. I mean, you hear this whole piece of the great resignation and you hear people leaving organizations. Why are they leaving? Oftentimes it looks like they're missing out on this career development component. How are you contributing? How are you closing this gap with your team? What are the conversations that you are having? Hey, if you love this podcast, don't forget to share it with your leadership friends in your leadership circle. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. That'll put us in your feed every week so you can come back again for an extra shot of leadership. 